0: This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in Football Friday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. We got both Dannys here. I am Danny Williams. Danny Bailey is in with me as a co-host today, as he is every Friday. He produces the product as well. We're live from Mile High Sports Studios here in the Tech Center we uh, appreciate you guys being with us. Um we got like, you know, Danny and I he walked in. I hadn't seen him all week. We looked at each other with like a smile on our face. You know, last week a couple weeks ago the Broncos lose. Uh we came in, we looked at each other and he goes, "Quit looking at me. What are you looking at?" And I was like, "Oh, I get it." You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it feels good to go and have um you know, the juice is flowing as the Broncos going to an incredibly meaningful game in the middle of November, um, you know, at, at the week 10 point of the NFL season.
1: Yeah, it feels, it feels good. It feels like they got their groove back a little bit. Yeah. It feels like maybe they have found an identity. If they stick with that identity or abandon it, it remains to be seen. Yeah. But this is, yeah, this is a big opportunity for them to go ahead and get six wins and maybe – you know, stay on pace with the rest of the
0: AFC West. You know, you made me just think of a couple things there. Last year, like, we, the Titans seemed dead at certain points last year, and they had a resurgence in the second half. The Ravens were way down at a couple points last year. People were like, this Lamar Jackson thing's not going to work. And then they kind of let him loose again. Ravens and, are probably down this morning, too. And, yeah, well, that's true. But, you know, like, that's any NFL team. Look at, like, uh, the Dolphins weren't one in nine bad. Yeah. They were in a one and eight team, you know, and they're probably not as bad as two and seven. They probably should be somewhere around a couple games under five hundred. Um, the going gets tough, the tough gets going. Again, the football's shaped funny and bounces weird. So all the bounces and little things and that fits magic they had last year. You know that's all gone this year, but also there's still some good players in that team. I still like Brian Flores as a coach. I still think he Me was. A, I still think he's a good coach. Um, and I think like the Dolphins are one of those next year bounce back teams. I wouldn't be surprised if they win. Um, you know, half of the rest of their games, um, and you know, show some fight. And you know, that's it. But again, like uh, Jacksonville last week, um, you can't make it up. We. You know, we talk on a football Friday, the radio show. I have a guy named Chris Nashin, who's a college football guy, okay? Mm-hmm. And he's not from a website. He don't have a Twitter. He's not trying to sell you a package of picks. Yeah. He's just a dude, okay? And I think that's why his picks are so good a little yeah. bit, you know? Um, but I guess my point is it's like college football, it's predictable. It's predictable. In college football right now, there's two teams that are worth a damn. It's Georgia and it's Alabama, and nobody else even really matters. And if Alabama doesn't find a way into the playoff or something happens in the SEC championship and it's Georgia against anybody, Oklahoma, Ohio State, anyone else, they're going to work their asses over because Georgia's that much better than everywhere Easily. else. That's what college football sometimes, some seasons is. Okay? Um, the NFL, the best team and the worst team, they're not separated by much. No. It's, you know, the gap is very thick. Narrow and um anybody can be had. So, also, uh I lost track of a point. I'm going to come back to a point because I thought of it. um The Ravens were down and out last year and they came back in the second. If those teams, again, were like have great players, yeah, were playoff caliber and quality and e- are even superstar laden. Yeah, Lamar know?
1: Jackson was an MVP, and Derrick Henry's
0: great, and Ryan Tannehill's one of them underrated dudes in the league. My point is, like, the ebbs and flows of an NFL season. Sometimes a team, you start out good, you come crashing down, and that's just where it goes. Uh, sometimes you um, start the season off, you a know, bunch of losses, get some footing, down the stretch, like the Drew Lockyer, they win four out of five somehow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, every season's built a little bit different. So what we're trying to figure, now, figure out now is, like, what the Broncos doing sustainable was it an anomaly was it a one shot um can they repeat that and can they make it three wins in a row where it, you know um at the um you know two of them being november 1 wins one a late october win um with everything on the line you know any one of these losses kind of buries you um they've Showed some fight. The Broncos have showed some gut check, some gritty-gutty, some little bit of heart and character stuff. Vic Fangio's not impressive. Not looking. Not the way he talks. He don't sweep you off the, you know, sweep you off the floor during his press conferences. Um, And he's just just who he is. He's kind of old school, but in a modern NFL, when Sean McVay looks like a total dreamboat Mm -hmm, (laughs) and like, mm -hmm. you know, the floor is like, you know, Kyle Shanahan's like the new age looking future of what a head coach is kind of going to look like with the flat. Grim hat type of stuff. Yep. Um, Vic Fangio is kind of a dinosaur, you know? So it's hard for like uh cello who does a radio show with me on Fridays. It's hard for him to accept like running it back with Fangio next year or like winning with him and like liking it, you know, the bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. He wants Fangio to go, but it's like one thing kind of can't happen without the other. You got to be really, really bad for Fangio to be fired. If they're good and they're winning now, which they can have a Theoretically a chance to win the division Then it's like Well I don't want to do it Because then Fangio won't be fired You can't have it both ways Yeah That's what sports are Nothing's indefinite and forever there's a, they could make the playoffs, make a gun run at it here, and Fanjo could still be replaced. Say somebody becomes available. Someone who, you know, uh, maybe um, George Payton's had his eye on two or three guys that he knew when he became a general manager one day. These would be his guys. Maybe he loves the idea, like I do, of uh, McVeigh, LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, Young, Innovative, um, who's the dude uh, with San Diego now, Stanley. Yeah, Brennan Brandon Stanley. Stanley? I mean, like... Staley. Staley, Staley. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> you know, one of those guys is the future of the NFL. I think your team takes on, like, the makeup and like of your head coach a little bit, and we're frumpty-dumpty, you know? A little bit, yeah. And um, those are excuses if you don't win. Mm-hmm. If you can win, then he's like the old football coach everyone loves. But they only mattered again... In the Fangio era, era, in this last week, not even two weeks ago, because the Washington victory was like, eh. yeah, they still, oh no, we suck again. It's like we still them. suck, yeah. yeah. Um, tried to give the freaking thing away, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But this week, uh, this last week with the against Cowboys and the style and fashion that they did it, the meaningfulness of the game, no matter how this season has shaken out up to this point, um, was awesome. Yeah, dominant defensive performance. It was uh, spectacular. Kevin Burkhart, I said it a couple times on the podcast and on the show, he said at the end of that game, he was calling the game, that it might have been the most impressive win that any team has had over any team in the entire NFL the entire season. That's big. Huge. And um, can they follow it up here against Philadelphia? That's the big question. That's the question. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't have an answer for that. We will see. There's two ways I'm looking at this. One is the Broncos are now going to start to play their best football. Teddy Bridgewater's just still brand new to the team. Uh, and though he's a pro and probably absorbs the playbook and all that kind of stuff as fast as anybody, there's something to uh, thinking and then reacting. Or now I just go out there and just react. Now mm-hmm. it's second nature. That doesn't come overnight. Uh, the cohesion with teammates kind of stuff, whether they're getting injured left and right or, or whatever the, uh, coaching starting to, um, really you buy into the coaching. You see it, you know, the work hard and the buy-in, uh, comes with real production and success. Then the belief happens and then you build on that. Lots of things create, you know, success or keep teams down where and who are these Broncos? We don't know yet. And that's maybe part of the fun too. You know, because we're not like, well, you know, they're a kick-ass fucking offense some days. And then some days they lose these shootouts. No, that's not us. Um, well, there's this defense is out of this world spectacular. Um, there's no one's scoring on this defense. We can win every game. Well, we had a stretch of games where, where we, our defense looked like shit. Yeah. So that's kind of coming back around. But it's like we don't have an identity yet. Because usually teams with identities are, if you have an identity— you're established, there's cultured, you know, what's the, you know, they run the ball in Tennessee, that's their identity, and they play yes. complementary defense. Um, the Chiefs will blow teams out. That's who their identity is. Let their defense be a playmaking defense at the end of games, and their defense is only good action. It's part of the problem when they're up a bunch. Yeah. Because then they could tee off, pass rush, teams trying to catch up with them. Pin
1: their ears back. Pin their ears yeah. back,
0: and then the Honey Badgers making interceptions, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They're not as near as good of a defense when they're having to keep the offense in games that's not what they're built for you know so that's no secret there why they're struggling plus the league a little bit has caught up with the chiefs Literally, everyone's caught up in with a big way, the Chiefs yeah. in a big way you're right so um for the broncos though it's like um how do we figure who you know, we know tbd to be determined this week will be the um Maybe we're now going on the dip down the roller coaster again. We lose to the Eagles, who put up 44 points a couple weeks ago against, I know it's the Lions, but they're capable, you know. Jalen Hurts is dangerous. Yeah, um, they
1: blew the Falcons out, too. Yeah. Early, early, that was very early in the year. They've had can put three, three or four games
0: where they put up 30 plus and And yep. um, again, I think their head coach is a clown. The Eagles' head coach Sirianni. is a he's, a he's the worst. <laughs> Yeah. I think he's the biggest he dipshit in the he NFL. He said some really dumb things. I think he's things. a goof. I don't know how he got the job. That makes me think that that Jeffrey Lurie, who's the owner of the Eagles, I thought he was a real smart guy. I thought he was one of like the savvy, smart, rich, owner like dudes who, you know, to hire a guy like that, that's like, you know, when you have a guy falls between the cracks anywhere. Everyone's worked for a shitty boss somewhere. You're like, sure. this fucking guy's the boss? How'd he get the job? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, everyone's, it's just something happens sometimes. You're like, this guy's the boss. This guy got no people skills. He ain't no motivator. Again, like, he's... He's it's, it's, it's the worst. How does it happen? You know, Sometimes it happens. Mm-hmm. It happens. Um, but uh, I don't know what was he saying. Um, uh, we're so like who and what this team is yet, we don't know. I hope that they go get a third straight win against, again, would it be weird? You'll win three in a row, you'll lose four in a row, and you're going to win three more in a row? You can't make this shit up. You can't make it up. You yeah, know it's, what I mean? It's um, a roller coaster of a season. But I'm hoping that, uh, Vic Fanjo says something, it's, so, it's like cheese dick. But he goes, well, I hope these guys get addicted to winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you got to become addicted to winning. You know what I mean? That's just pure coach speak shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes, like, I coach all my sons everything. They're eight years old. Mm-hmm. And I brought, the other day I heard, I was like, I haven't heard that one in a while. Uh, I'm going to go take this to the eight, my eight-year-olds. And we got to practice here. I'm, you know I'm like, let's talk, guys, for me before we practice today. Okay i'm not here to coach effort guys and i had two or three like what i don't what do you mean huh coach what what do you mean by that like you know, like they're like didn't get what i meant by that and i was like i was like forget it and uh you know like that's what <laughs> it's coach speak you know um but vic Fangio's the master of it and yeah he sucks at it all at the same time yeah um you know, guys who were good at it was like, you know what I mean? Shit was like Vance would give you the, hey, we're back. You know, or... Yeah. Um, Great week of practice. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. um, Guys, we're close. We're close. You know what I mean? Right? <laughs> He's giving you all this, um, you know, reboot, not the rebuild shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's fluff, too. That's <laughs> yeah. telling the media what they want to hear. That's pumping their nads up. So, and, you know, until you prove yourself as a failure, then the media turns on you. But at least you give them that until then. You know, that's why Vance was like... Yeah, I see it. I like his muscles, too. You know what I mean? It's like, he looks the part. I want my, you know. But Vance wasn't quite in the mold of he was a defensive coach. He's not one of those offensive savants that's, like, super genius and handsome and gets all the chicks. You know what I mean? Um, Vance was different. Vance is going to be head coach again next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's having no a great year, right? He's in uh Arizona right yeah, Arizona's now, and been their, cor-
0: that defense is great. And no JJ Watt, none of that stuff, that, you know, it's like they got an offensive super show, yep. um which means like you then your defense gives up a lot of points cuz teams are coming, you know, trying to score points back. No, they've been really good. Vance is a good defensive coordinator, you know. Very um, much so. But uh okay, we went like in five or six different directions. <laughs> And I think we tied up maybe. It's a
1: Freestyle Friday. uh,
0: Yeah, maybe three or four we tied up those loose ends. We'll leave one or two of these little things that uh, I will come back to in the second hour as well as we'll, or the second half of the Broncos Blitz podcast here, and we'll predict uh, this game. We'll predict this game. We'll see how we, you know, I want to know how Danny sees this game playing out. Uh, In the meantime, I want to mention our partners in this podcast, DraftKings. Okay? The DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL – These guys are great, man. Um, The offer that they have going right now for you guys, and it changes. Um, And, you know, these cool, really, promos and offers they have, they're going to run out eventually. They're not going to be as good. They're not going to need to do this stuff forever because, you know, they're going to have all these signups already. So if you're already signed up, you can't take advantage of this new customer uh, sign-up hookup promo they have uh, by betting $1 on any NFL game this weekend. You bet $1 on any NFL game this weekend if your team... Or either team <laughs> scores a point, you get a hundred dollars in free bets. Wait, wait, say that again. I missed that. What do you say? Uh, what's the catch? No catches. You bet a dollar, you get a hundred in free bets. Period. Okay, that's what they're doing here. This uh, to set you off to give you an opportunity to um, pad that pocketbook before you have to deposit real money in there because not everyone's got five hundred bucks the for the five hundred dollar match deposit type of money to throw around. Everyone's got ten bucks to deposit everyone's got a buck to bet on uh, that's going to turn into hundred in free bets. And then you play with that for a couple of weeks, man, I'm telling you, Danny Bailey, I've heard, I've seen a little bit of money turn into a lot of money, especially on these same game parlays. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a parlay builder that DraftKings does that. Nobody else really does. So um, go take advantage, download the DraftKings sports book app. Now use promo code MHS. That's important. That's our promo code. Okay, bet a dollar on any NFL team to score a point this week, and you get $100 in free bets into your account. Take advantage of it. It's it's awesome, man. It's great. Uh, you, you Promo code MHS. Uh, I say it a few times because it's important. Please use it. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Uh, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Um Gambling prom call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Two ways this game goes down. Broncos run the ball, uh, control the tempo uh, of the game, and run their way to 24 points. With Teddy throwing a touchdown, mistake-free, big passes when they need him, uh, doing just enough on third down, and making 20 completions on about... 26 passes. Love it. Okay. The offense runs the ball 35 times, maybe 38 to 40. Split right down the middle with Javante and Melvin. It's Melvin's week, probably this week, to shine. I know Javante's got the hot hand, it seems like, and it's kind of the toast of the town. Yep. Uh, But Melvin Gordon's a damn good player. They want to get their money's worth. Uh, Didn't trade him at the deadline for a reason. Uh, again, we laughed a week ago and two weeks ago when we said, oh, the Broncos, why don't they trade these guys? They still think they're in it still. Pfft, look at these guys.
1: Yeah, I was saying a couple of weeks we ago, all did. this could be a 5-12 and 12 team and totally. now they're not going to win well, fewer than eight, again, I hope.
0: Again, some teams operate by the mantra of we're not out of it till we're literally mathematically out of it. If we're in it and we're going to play like we're in it and we're going to operate as though we're in it. So why they weren't that dire of circumstances and straights. Um, they were in that boat, you know, so um, Javante, Melvin Gordon, they rush the ball for 150 uh, combined. Uh, maybe Melvin Gordon get, takes the big chunks and then maybe Javante comes in there and buries them at the end, uh, finishes them off. Um, Philly. Because their offense can't stay on the field because of our long sustained drives. Because our defense is so fresh uh, and sexy, um, they don't let the Eagles, um, you know, score themselves more than seventeen points. And that's two touchdowns and a field goal. Sixteen points is three field goals and a touchdown. More, I would like that. Um, and they win the game twenty-four to seventeen. Yeah. Okay, I, that's, I can see that. That's one simulation, okay? The other simulation is the dangerous Jalen Hurts who has nothing to lose. Mm hmm. Nothing to lose because he knows that this head coach might get his ass fired pretty quick here. They're going to be drafting very high. That means a quarterback very likely. Yep. Their own tenures, you know, uh, their own new general manager and, and general head coaches, a new guy to start their own uh, coaching tenure with from their own, um, you know, cut from their cloth, cut from, you know, in their mold of a quarterback through the, the quarterback who they see, you know, through their eyes, you know. Um, Jalen Hurts knows he's on the clock right now. So he's got to be great. So he's either going to crumble to that pressure or he's going to live up um, to the billing of all that talent that made him a superstar at Alabama, that made him incredible at Oklahoma, and with a really super unique story that he's had, story, career arc already as a young guy, maybe it's just like this guy to bounce back again and go um, have the Eagles here have a real strong, uh, stretch down the season uh, get them around 500 um, and push for that division as the Cowboys maybe aren't as good down the stretches, they were the first half these are just words I'm saying but you know what I mean these yeah. are just words but anything's possible totally anything's possible so um, there's two ways to look at Jalen Hurts he goes off tucks the ball takes matters into his own hands leading rusher for the Eagles this year no doubt about it 500 yards you yeah. know, through how about you know he's and he's passed for about fifteen hundred two ish. I, I think um, maybe 12.
1: 1981. Really? Oh my gosh! Yeah,
0: damn. So again, that's five thousand total yards of yeah. offense. That means they're going to have to stop a guy who's going to come out there and produce three hundred yards, whether it's one hundred on the ground and two hundred through the air, or you know two eighty through the air, and he goes and gets him another forty. You got to that's you stop you kill the head and the body will die. Yeah. as a great coach once taught me. Yeah, that's inappropriate. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I'm kind of being serious. Uh, don't let Jalen Hurts feel like get comfortable, because you know Miles Sanders. Uh, I mean, I mean, name a receiver. Devontae Smith is even hurt. Yeah, no, he's 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 he's, he's in. looking good. Yeah, he's okay. in. He's so. He
1: leads leads them in receiving. Heisman Trophy winner, dynamic guy, but.
0: They're Broncos capable. Have the
1: secondary to shut them down.
0: They're capable. They're dangerous right now because you know, like a wounded animal, you know, will bite you. What do they say? Mm-hmm. You know, go poke it. Yeah, wounded
1: animals more dangerous. Go poke yeah. it, and then
0: they like the, you know, and then mm-hmm. you get rabies. That's how rabies happen. Yeah. Um, so don't poke the eagles. You're gonna get rabies. Basically, is what I'm trying to tell you. Um, can birds get rabies? Birds? Yeah. How can they not? Wait, well, well, they're eating all the nasty I feel like carcasses. Never <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're right. I guess we'll never, <laughs> never know. know. All right, tell me how you see this game playing out here.
1: I like your first your first projection That's of it the with one. the Broncos to play a good game, defense to really shut down Hurts. I mean, Jonathan Cooper having another good game, Kenny Young keeping him bottled up, and then, yeah, the secondary backing it up on the other end with Caden Stearns, Justin Simmons. Uh, hopefully... Pat Sertan is good to go. Yeah, I would imagine he's going to. Um, but we saw we're seeing good games out of this secondary now. Kareem Jackson is mm-hmm. in true form, so I think that they will play a great defensive game, give up some field goals maybe, and uh, this offense if they stick to the run, how can they not dominate? And how, time and, and of possession at least, again. That's the important the least, thing, dominating yeah.
0: time of possession. At the least, how will they not be in this game?
1: Yes. And then have the opportunity late because you have Jalen Hurts, who is maybe going to try to do too much because he has nothing to lose. He has to so do too much. So I think this is the opportunity where the Broncos go out, they sweep the NFC East, and it doesn't matter that it's a crap division because four wins against non-conference opponents – is significant and it'll put them on track to be at the top of the AFC West. So I like it. I like the I like the Broncos to get a little bit more. I'll take them 27 to 17, but I think they easily cover the spread. And we've both said it, this game the Eagles probably not going to score a ton because of this Broncos defense if they if they stick to what they do best and if they don't make too many mistakes, and I don't think they will. I think they will limit the mistakes. Hopefully, I mean, they create scored, some turnovers. They will the
0: score twenty-seven or thirty points. You deserve to lose this fucking. A hundred percent. Yeah, they shouldn't.
1: Huh. They shouldn't get past twenty. So I like the Broncos to win twenty-seven to seventeen, and I think that yeah, Javante that. and
0: Melvin both have good days. Twenty-seven is a good number because it's a number where when you show teams you get to twenty-seven. It's as another dimension of like, well, they got some offense too. Hundred you know, percent. Scraping around, at 20 Jerry or Judy looking great like, out there. Does, you know, doesn't, that doesn't put fear in anybody. You go out there, no. and get twenty seven again, get that you know PPG average up a little bit, and then the, you know the Nuggets, or the Broncos get more respect. And um, I mean, that's just the process, part of the process here. So, uh, I'd rather be a second half team than a first half team. Yeah. Um, do I want them to win a bunch of games and extend Vic Fancio? No, I don't. Nothing's forever, though. And that doesn't mean Vic Fangio will be around, even if they have successes. And yeah, there's probably new ownership If Teddy ownership has coming. success, that doesn't mean we're stuck with Teddy either. For anyone who's like, Very well, true. I liked, I could appreciate Teddy, but if Teddy has success, and we win nine or ten games, that means Teddy's coming back. That's not necessarily true either, because if they're Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson want to become a Denver Broncos, they will, we'll make that work. Yeah, and Teddy uh,
1: Bridgewater would be a great backup.
0: No doubt about it. And if uh, the Broncos, with the 12th pick, 15th, move up to eight, they draft eight, whatever, want to draft a quarterback, that quarterback will be the quarterback of the future, and Teddy could back that guy up too. Okay. For sure. But if it's not one of those two guys who are future all-time greats and Hall of Famers, or three guys potentially who will be drafted around where the Broncos could potentially draft, that's five guys on planet Earth that i rather have than Teddy. Anybody else... I don't want Kirk Cousins. Don't give me no Garoppolo bullshit. Nope. I don't want any of those freaking guys um, over Teddy because Teddy's done a good job. Teddy's a pro. Teddy can win with more. Um, It's on a general manager and a team to give Teddy some more to um, turn uh, this into Teddy's saints. Well, you know. Yeah. um, And that's it. That's just the truth. So it's not, again, be realistic. We can't fire guys midseason like everyone was ready to do. Look what the hell what that how that would have ended. Um, the Saints called on Teddy Bridgewater. They wanted to trade for Teddy Bridgewater. The Saints wanted Teddy Bridgewater to lead them into the rest into the playoffs in a division that they're win you know just second into Tampa Bay and uh, I think a wild card team as of today. Have to yeah, they
1: would be in the playoffs. Yep.
0: So um, it's a, this NFL season like. This comes and goes. Boom. It's like, it seems like you're waiting forever. We're waiting, the training camp preseason, the draft my fantasy team, and it comes and goes so quick. But like the, turb- the up and down ride of a season seems like oh, you, you almost can't believe all the things that happen within one NFL season to one NFL team, especially a wild ride like the Broncos, who I think are going to go from winning three games in a row to losing four games in a row are now winning three games in a row and then we have two weeks to prepare for the Chargers who I'm not impressed with I like Justin Herbert quite a bit but I'm not impressed with the Chargers we yeah the
1: Eagles guys. played him just last week and only lost scraped, by
0: three scraped two poop teams yeah I think they're pretty close to actual equals I think the Vikings are kind of close to those teams too mm-hmm. you know what I mean the caliber or team but that's the Broncos are in that mix too for sure Broncos are in the mix too for sure. so uh, all right Danny got anything else
1: I'm excited for this game I was down on the Broncos. I didn't think that they would have a great game in Dallas, and seeing all Nobody the orange did. in the stands was there was incredible. It was. And that like, was powerful. They, just, they made me happy to be watching Broncos football again. I was very down on this team, and I I'm back. I'm all the way
0: back in. I said it a couple times. I wish I would have said it 50 times on the show and on the podcast. The Broncos gave us Broncos country. Exactly what we needed. We got 100%. exactly what we needed. Yeah, You know? So, uh, thanks for being with the Broncos Blitz podcast. Check it out anywhere you can find podcasts on planet Earth. This, uh, Apple Place, Spreaker, yeah. the Pod Beans. Uh, MileHighSports.com, Mile High Sports app where uh, we, uh, we do the radio show at Mile High Sports. Um, Every single day, 98.1 FM here in town, MyHousePorts.com. Danny Bailey's doing stuff for all kinds of shows. He's doing stuff for the podcast. He's, uh, you know, after the sh- he walks out here, Nate's going to start yelling him about him to do some other stuff. And he's going to be like, no problem, Nate, I got it. But then I'm going to come back room. And he's going to be really upset. And he be like, did you hear the way he talked to me? And I was like, it's okay, big cat. It's okay. No, actually, he's a tough guy. He's one of the tough guys. Team um, first. I'm a team first player. <laughs> Uh, But for Danny Bailey, he's at DBailey5280 on Twitter. I'm at TweetsDanny on Twitter. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Go Broncos, and good night, Shula. Good night.